Welcome, welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1, featuring Bay Area Sports Insight. Now, here's your host, Jimmy B. Sports fans, good morning and welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show on this Thanksgiving weekend. Hopefully everyone had a great turkey day on Thursday with their friends and family. Hope you got to watch some football, maybe some college basketball as well. We're going to be talking about all those things here coming up. The Bucks have a big game with Indy this week. Some very meaningful college football games as well. The number here is 877-448-7901. You can go to jimmybsports.com and shoot me an email. We'll be right back to get the show started on Power 90.1. There's a lot going on at the Landing Bar and Grill in Valrico. There's great food at the Landing featuring several signature Landing-only specialties like shareable appetizers, seafood, flatbread, salads, wings, pasta, pizza, burgers, gluten-free, keto-friendly, kid-friendly, dog-friendly, desserts, craft beer and cocktails, and a lot more. And if you're looking for entertainment, we've got it. National holidays, food events, live music, karaoke, Cornhole and live team trivia. Check out our full menu on Facebook or online at thelandingvalrico.com. Sports is back and we've got that too. The Landing Bar and Grill off Lithia Pinecrest in Valrico. The Landing Bar and Grill. Land as strangers, depart as friends. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. Let's recap the week before we talk about the upcoming games. Monday night, of course, the Buccaneers hosted the Giants. A good Monday night football matchup. The game was not as close as I actually thought it would be. In the end, the Bucs won 30-10 behind probably one of their better games of the year, I thought. They ran the ball when they had to. Uh, they passed the ball very efficiently. Brady had a couple touchdown passes, threw for over 300 yards again. And, you know, when all said and done, they're 7-3 right now. I believe they're about the same place they were last year, maybe one game less in the loss column um, coming into this coming week's game. So if you look at the game on Monday night, uh, from the first drive, you can tell that the Bucks came out to play. Uh, they had no idea, no intention of losing three straight games. First drive, they came down, they scored. I believe the running game had about 27 carries all night long. They mixed that up with some nice um, passing plays that Brady, uh, between Godwin and Evans, who both caught a touchdown pass, um, probably between 65 and 75 yards for those guys. Day uh, Jones had a touchdown. Gronkowski's return just seemed to uh, make it that much easier for Brady to get done what he wanted to do. Just him being out there, he looked to be full strength. He took some good hits out there, so we'll see how it uh, turns out for the game tomorrow. But uh, just having him out there, just a big guy, and definitely Brady looks to go to him when they have to. When it's all said and done, uh, 5-0 and at home. Defense played great. They shut down Barkley in their running game. For the Giants, it was nice to see Sean Murphy bunting back. He definitely helped out. And I think that if you look at where we are right now, games like that, we're just going to get better because we're going to be getting more people back from the injuries. Unfortunately, Antonio Brown will not be playing this week. He's going to be out. But um, I don't really think we need him 
in this coming game. I think it's going to be a, a close game. We'll talk more about the breakdown of the indie game here shortly. But I uh, just want to get back really quick to the Giants game. It was an important game. Number one, you don't want to lose three games in a row under any circumstances. But the Giants are a team that um, have typically given us some problems over the years, uh, most especially most recently. So for us to go in there, have a good week of practice, come out and get ready to go, I was really happy with the way that they came out to play. I'd love to hear your thoughts as well, if, if you think the same or if you think differently. The Giants quarterback, Daniel Jones, it's really hard to rank him or to rate him on how he did because that offensive line is... Well, they're offensive. Um, They really were terrible that game. And really, you can't really expect Jones to do much when he's running for his life. And of course, the run game, even without Vita Vea in there, our run defense just plugged up the middle and stopped anything that the Giants uh, were going to try to do. So put that game behind us. Then, you know, we came into the games uh, on Thursday, on Turkey Day, and Um, which leads me to a trivia question, which will be read next week on the air by whoever has the answer. But why do the Detroit Lions always play on Thanksgiving Day, always play the first game? I'd like to know uh, who has the answer to that question. For as long as I've been watching football, they've been playing on Thanksgiving Day, and I'll give you a hint. It started back in 1934. So looking for someone to come up with that answer. Getting back to the games on Thursday, Uh, the first game, of course, was Detroit and Chicago. I thought Detroit and Campbell, they had the team going in the right direction. And I looked looked at that game as actually a game that Detroit uh, could probably win. And they were in it the whole game. They were ahead in the beginning. Uh, But just the way that Detroit's season has been, they found a way to... um, Snatch defeat from the snatch defeat from the hands of victory, the jaws of victory. They lost by a field goal at the final ticks of the clock, ran off the stadium scoreboard. So they lost by two. They're up by one. It's really they can't win for losing. Detroit. A lot of people thought that it may be Campbell's last game there as head coach. Um, that organization really. Um, you know, they, they take a step forward, two steps backwards. And uh, I think that if you look at that game, it just kind of was a uh, encapsulated the whole season that the Lions have had this year so far. So see what happens. Um, I hope that Campbell stays. I think that if he gets a little bit of help with some players, with some good named players, that his philosophy uh, the way he coaches, I, I think that would be a good thing for for any team. However, I, with the way things are right now, if they do fire him, I don't see him getting picked up by any other team as a head coach right now. So I'm hoping they're able to stay there and get some um, draft picks and go in there and come back next year. But I, with their schedule as well, it would not surprise me if they go, you know, oh, 16 and one by um, the time this season's done. Anyway, that was the first game. Chicago won out on the field goal at the end. The second game was probably the best game of the day um, with the Raiders defeating Dallas by a field goal in overtime. Uh, You know, Dak Prescott, 
he had a decent game. I mean, at times he looked really good. Uh, I think that if you look at Ezekiel Elliott, I don't know what happened to their running game, but it's pretty non-existent at this point. Don't forget Dallas had their top two receivers, uh, Cooper and C.D. Lamb not playing. So Gallup was their um, go-to guy. Dallas, I mean, they, they put up 33 points. Uh, unfortunately, they needed 37 to win. Um, I think that the um, Raiders, the way that they came out to play the game on both sides of the ball, especially they're playing in Dallas. So they had the fans against them going into it. And I think that no, they played a very, very good game. They came out and I'll tell you, Derek Carr, I was most surprised a couple of times when he tucked the ball and just took off. I was surprised at how fast he is. I did not think he was that fast, but uh, he had a great game. And unfortunately, Waller suffered a injury. He's having an MRI done. Not sure what the results of that war, but the Raiders can't afford to lose their tight end Waller. We'll see what happens with that. But uh, that was the second game. And of course, the third game was the Buffalo Bills and the New Orleans Saints. The Saints, they're just decimated with injuries and uh, players out for one reason or the other. I'm not sure if Buffalo looked as good as they did against um, against the Saints, shutting them out almost. But I do think that Buffalo is going to start to play better now, like we mentioned on the show last week. And I think it's going to lead up to... Um, when they were playing the Patriots, I believe they played the Patriots two more times uh, in the uh, AFC East there. And those two games will decide who's going to win that division. But when you have Allen out there as quarterback, you can't key on him with the pass because he will run. And I think that um, with Diggs as his primary receiver out there, of course, someone has to be on him at all times. So the, um, Bills won easily in that one. Like I said, it wasn't much of a game, honestly. So those are the three games that they had on Thanksgiving. We're going to break down the rest of the games here. Uh, I do want to um, talk a little bit about the upcoming game, of course, with uh, Indianapolis with the uh, Bucks this week. I think that, you know, if you look at what Carson Wentz is doing right now with, with Carolina, the Colts are 6-5. and five. Uh, the game's being played at Indi- at Indianapolis. So I think that if you take away the running game that the Colts have, and I'm talking about Jonathan Taylor as their top running back, one of the best in the NFL, if you take him away, they're going to really make Wentz and the gang um, go out there and, and try to pass and, and, and beat us that way. So... So what I look to happen, I think that the uh, the Bucks are going to definitely stop the running game. I, I think we're going to hold Taylor to under, I don't know, probably under 70 yards and going to leave it up to Brady. The defense that they play, uh, I don't believe we're going to be able to um, go deep on them many times. I do think that the the um, sideline outs, I think that across the middle, I think that the Gronkowski is going to come up big again. I do think that um, Godwin, when they need a big play, they're going to be going to Godwin as well. But I think we're going to shut down Taylor. When I say shut him down, like I said, maybe hold him to 70 yards. We've only surrendered 100 yards rushing to this one back um, all week. I think that was Khalil Herbert in week seven. So, um 
and you're not gonna so you're not gonna fool Tom Brady. The thing about him is that he's seen all the defensive, he's seen all the defensive schemes. So it's just a matter of if he's being able to go out there and have the players in place to get done what he wants to get done. So you're not gonna show him something that he hasn't seen yet. Um, you know, Wentz looking at him this year. Um, he did come back. He's out early in this season. Uh, he has some good games under his belt this year. Uh, I, I just don't see the um, Colts having enough to beat us, although we are a different team on the road this year than we are at home. We're scoring, I believe, almost close to 40 points at home versus, um, I don't know, maybe 18 or so on the road. So I think that it's going to come down to our defense being able to stop the run and being able to pick our spots on offense and some ball control. We don't say that a lot with this offense because we always go out there and score some points. But I think it's more important that we go out there and establish uh, Jones running the ball, Fournette running the ball, and you no, know, take some time off the clock once in a while. And this is where we're going to excel. And like I mentioned earlier in the show, we're just going to start to get better because we're going to be getting players back. We won't have Brown this week, um, but he will be coming back eventually. So, you know, with that said, just find a way to win and move on right now. With the Saints losing, it puts us even more games up in the uh, win column in that NFC South. So we'd love to hear your comments. Email me, sports at power901. Let me know what you think. And also, don't forget to respond to that question about why the Detroit Lions are always playing on Thanksgiving Day. We'll be right back to keep the show going on Power 90.1. The Property Shop, your one-stop shop for all of your real estate needs. Looking for homes for sale or rent in the Tampa market? Text HOMES to 71441. That's HOMES to 71441. The Property Shop is a full-service realty and management company with a team of partners to give you that extra peace of mind. The Property Shop is truly your one-stop shop, providing stellar service in all areas of realty. And right now, new home buyers will receive a one-year home protection warranty for that extra peace of mind on your next big purchase. More info online at the Property shopusa.com or 813-655-5000. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. A couple other games I think worth mentioning. Uh, tomorrow, at the same time that the Bucks are playing at 1 o'clock, we have the Tennessee Titans going up to Foxborough to play the Patriots. Titans are now 8-3. Patriots are seven and four. So, you know, Mac Jones for the Patriots, he's had a great season so far. The rookie quarterback, um, he saw a lot of different looks from the Falcons uh, when they played. And, and I think that if you look at his progression, he's with the right team. And of all the uh, rookies at quarterback that got drafted, he's probably uh, in the best place right now with his growth and his advancement into playing with that system. I, I think that when Tennessee goes up there, Tennessee is going to probably win their division. Uh, the Patriots, they could win theirs as well. It's going to be between them and Buffalo, obviously. They have to play two more times. But we're going to see what happens in that. I think the Patriots, um, they've been outscoring opponents. They're one of the hottest 
teams right now. And, you know, I really don't know how they do it. If you look, they don't have any all-stars, any um, at any of these positions that stand out in people's minds, but they go out there every week. And I can tell you that they're winning because of their defense. And, you know, when you go out there and you stop opponents the way that Belichick's defense has, you're going to be in almost every game. They don't beat themselves. And this is one of those games where uh, Tennessee always seems to play better as an underdog, but going up to Foxborough, I wouldn't touch this game. And I would think if it came right down to it, um, I would look for the Patriots to be able to win maybe at the end of the game, similar to how the, the Bears beat the Lions on Thanksgiving Day. We'll see what happens. It should be a good game. Um, you have the Panthers playing the Dolphins. Uh, you know, both those teams are, are under 500. Panthers are five and six. Dolphins are four and seven. So, you know, uh, Tegler Veloa is going to be out there as a quarterback. 72% completion rate in the second half. And uh, in overtime, is leading the league in that category. In the second half, we're going to see what happens with him. I look for the Panthers to come out and win this game, though. I, I, I you know, When you have McCaffrey, who can you know, run it and catch the same way and yards after completion out of the backfield, all if you're Cam Newton... All you have to do is be able to, you know, get McCaffrey the ball against a defense that I believe is ranked 29th or 30th in the league and, and stopping the loud uh, yards per game. So I, I do think that uh, it should be a decent game, but I, I don't think that the Panthers would lose that game. Um, and I look for them to win. A very intriguing game is the Eagles at the Giants. The Eagles at five and six. Giants after losing to the Bucks on Monday are three and seven. Along with the Patriots, the Eagles may be one of the other hardest teams in the league right now. So, you know, after the game against the Bucks, Jason Garrett, as you know, their offensive co or coordinator, uh, got let go by the Giants. So, I guess the question will be, how is that going to change the offense? What does that mean for quarterback Daniel Jones? Who's going to be calling the plays? You're going to see a difference, I guess, from what I'm hearing, Freddie Kitchens uh, is going to be calling the plays. So uh, if you're the Eagles preparing for this game, you just have to worry about doing what you can do and um, you know, not, not be concerned about any different plays that the Giants might put in there. The Eagles, what makes them a scary team right now is that they like to run the ball. Uh, you know, you, you got Boston Scott because Jordan Howard's out. So you have Boston Scott and then you have Miles Sanders in there. And, you know, they, they racked up, I think, 220 yards, five touchdowns and, uh, you know, 14 catches in the last several games. So they can go out there and they like to run the ball. Their defense plays well at times, uh, not so well at other times. And, of course, they're chasing Dallas right now. So... Uh, they're a game behind, I believe, if they win this game. It should be interesting. Um, teams that You don't see teams with a run-heavy offense, but that's what the Eagles are doing. And the NFC East game matchups between these teams are always interesting. So I do look for the Eagles to uh, pull off this game and um, you know make it even tighter in that division. 
you had the Chargers at the Broncos. Might be worth talking about for a second. I think um, it's all about the comfort level with quarterbacks. And I think that Justin Herbert right now, uh, you know, if they don't make him uncomfortable, then the Chargers can go out there and, and win some games. And if he's thrown over, over 300 yards, which he has, um, He's got 15 touchdown passes already, zero interceptions in his past six starts against AFC West teams. And I look for that to continue. I'm going to go with the Chargers in winning this game. Um, probably one of the better games you're going to see is a 4 o'clock matchup, a 4.30 matchup with the Rams at the Packers. Uh, you know, of course, you're going to have uh, Rodgers out there, but... You know, on the defensive side with the Rams, you know, they have an advantage. You look at Aaron Darnold, Leonard Floyd, Vaughn Miller, you know, Green Bay has their hands full thinking of a plan to be able to put some points on the board against this team. So um, I actually think going into the game, uh, Packers are 8-3, and three, Rams are 7-3, and three. I don't know if the Packers are going to be able to uh, keep up with the Rams scoring on offense. I know that you, know, you have Devontae Adams with the Packers out there, and you know when, if he gets going, it could be a different it could be a different ball game. But for the most part, I'm looking for Matthew Stafford and uh, the Rams to go out and win this game. I think that it's going to be. Um, a battle for Green Bay all day long. I know that Rodgers has a toe injury right now, and it's bad enough when you have the likes of the Rams defense chasing you, but you add a uh, foot injury to that to slow you down a little bit. I think I like the chances of the Rams in this game. Um, it'll be a close game, but I think that the Rams are going to win. The Vikings at 49ers. These are two teams that I can guarantee you no one wants to play in the playoff round, uh, in the um, playoffs once it starts as a wild card round because Vikings, they have a lot of lot of weapons on offense. Um, Dalvin Cook, you have him out there. And, and I think that if you look at the 49ers, they've played well. They're probably the third hottest team after the Patriots, Eagles. And I think the 49ers have been playing just as well lately, and you may not want to, you know, try to go out there and defend Justin Jefferson. Um, you know, so it's going to be a tough game. I, I look for this one to go down to the wire, and I think whoever has the ball last in this game it will probably win the game. Uh, another game, the Browns at the Ravens. You don't really want to bet against Lamar Jackson with, with the Ravens. However, the Browns seem to have one good game, one bad game. One bad one, one good one. And I think this may be a week for them to have one of those good ones. So um, we'll, we'll see what happens out there. You don't know if um, Baker Mayfield, I know he's banged up, how he's going to come out and play. But um, I'm going to go with the Browns in this game for some reason. Not quite sure, but that's the, um, the 820 game. And then, of course, Monday night, you have the Seahawks playing at Washington. Both those teams are under 500 as well. Uh, Russell Wilson hasn't really looked his best since he came back from that finger injury. Um, so I'm not quite sure 
uh, you know, how he's going to look here against the defense of Washington that, you know, plays well sometimes and doesn't play well. So can Washington stop DK Metcalf? Uh, I don't know. Are they going to be able to, um, you know, um, be able to get the ball to J.D. McKissick there and, you know, let him run a little bit? So uh, Henneke, the quarterback, I like the way he plays. Uh, again, he's... Um, He's a gamer. He's out there every week. He'll stand in the pocket, take the hit, looking for that open player. But um, I think when it comes right down to it, I look for Seattle. They have to win. I look for them to uh, go out there and win this game. We'd love to hear your thoughts on all of those. Like I said, talking about the Bucks game, um, I'll say one more thing. It's going to be a, a, a grinded out game, especially for Indy. And it's going to be a matchup that the linebackers just love in this game. You're going to see a lot of linebackers getting Devontae um, David some tackles. He may have 15, 20 tackles in this game. Anyway, um, love to hear your thoughts. Again, email me, jimmybsports.com. Let me know what you think. What do you think the best game will be of the week? Do you think it's going to be the Bucks? Do you think it's going to be the uh, Packers-Rams game? Um, maybe even the Eagles, Giants. Who knows? Let me know what you think. We'll be right back to keep the show going on Power 90.1. a COVID-19 update pertaining to cruise travel. Everyone wants to get away and go on a vacation. But let's face it, there's a COVID fear factor out there. But here's some good news. Taking a cruise is probably the safest place you can be right now. All cruise lines have initiated very thorough testing requirements for all passengers and employees. They've also enhanced their air filtration systems, continual cleaning of the cruise ships, and have much stricter occupancy limitations. What that means for you is you can have peace of mind knowing you can have a wonderful vacation on a cruise ship without putting yourself in a severe risk of getting sick. Make your cruise vacation plans now. Call and let one of Viva Voyage's cruise experts help you find the safest cruise package at the lowest rates of the year. 800-284-1349-800-284-1349-800-284-1349 That's 800-284-1349. Now, Now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. Before the NFL games tomorrow, we have a full slate of college football today. Uh, Rivalry weekend, if you will, aside from the, the Final Four and football. I think this is the most exciting weekend of the year most of the time. Uh, you know, we can talk about the top four teams in the country right now. As you know, Georgia's ranked first, Ohio State second. You have uh, Alabama, and then you have Cincinnati. So it, it comes down to the committee. Do they want the, the top four teams that deserve to be there, or do you want the top four best teams? And that's what it comes down to, in my opinion, uh, of course, Cincinnati, if they don't lose and they go undefeated, then how do you keep them out of the, um, the football playoff system with the four teams? I guess the question would be, does a two-loss Alabama team get in before someone else? I guess we're going to have to wait and see. Georgia, uh, they pretty much look like they are the cream of the crop right now. 
I've been saying all all year since July that the top two teams are Alabama and Georgia. I'm going to stay with that. Um, see what happens in the SEC championship. But this weekend's rivalry weekend, it got started uh, yesterday. You had Arkansas playing Missouri. You had South Florida playing UCF at the, the bounce ball up there, the war on I-4. You know, what's you got Florida State playing Florida today? What's happened to these Florida teams? Can someone explain to me all the talent that we have in this state and the state of the Florida teams right now? You know, Florida, what happened to them with Mullen and um, the way that they've played all year long? Florida State, I think, is maybe going in a little bit of a better direction right now than. Uh, Florida, but they're still having an abysmal year. You have Miami down there. Um, so why do you think that recruits are leaving the state and going to um, other parts of the country, whether it be uh, Alabama, Georgia, uh, wherever? Just, just pick up uh, uh, an area of the country that their teams are doing well. Why are plays going there and not staying here? And what do we have to do? in our state and locally to get these teams back to what we're used to with you know, the, the football teams in Florida, the ones that I mentioned. And, you know, you can throw in their UCF, you can throw in their USF. Um, but, you know, obviously you don't have to worry about any Florida teams being in any type of bowl picture. Um, but the rivalries that be going on, uh, Cincinnati, of course, they beat East Carolina, so they're they're still undefeated. They're going to be t- they're twelve and zero. So you have to put them in if you want to keep the integrity, I suppose, of the system of the four team playoff, which I think is the problem in itself. You need eight teams, and then you wouldn't have this issue. I don't know why they haven't done it yet, but uh, I sure hope it goes into effect. If not next year, then very shortly thereafter, because. Um, we definitely needed to avoid some situations like this. Uh, you have Georgia playing Georgia Tech in about you know two and a half hours here. I think that you know as much of a rivalry you can say that is Georgia. There's no way they lose to Georgia Tech. They're I think 35 um, point favorites, so I don't see them uh, you know having any issues with Georgia Tech. Again, you play. You have to play the game, but you know, all things said and done, I would be definitely shocked if Georgia didn't do anything except win this game going away. The big ones at noontime also here: Ohio State at Michigan. Ohio State's ten and one. They're eight and zero in the Big Ten. They're playing Michigan, which is probably one of Harbaugh's better teams that he's had at Michigan. If they don't beat Ohio State this year, I don't think he ever will. Uh, they're ten and one, also seven and one in the Big Ten. Um, I, I think that you know, Ohio State's favorite in this game, and I would not be surprised if Michigan gave Ohio State a little bit more than they're uh, uh, anticipating. I think Michigan. This is the year they're gonna you know. Fourth downs, go for it. They have nothing to lose right now, so I do believe that you're going to see them taking some chances out there. And if they're going to beat Ohio State, this is going to be the year that they do it. So that should be an interesting game to watch. Um, You know, you also have Texas Tech playing Baylor at noontime. Wake Forest is playing uh, BC here in a couple hours. You have number three, Alabama. They'll be playing Auburn. 
this game is typically uh, can go either way over the course of the years. Uh, it's going to be nice weather-wise out there, Jordan Hare Stadium. But I think that when it's all said and done, Alabama's too tough, especially with Knicks not being there for uh, Auburn. Alabama shouldn't have a problem winning this game. Uh, you have Oregon State playing number 11, Oregon. After Oregon's loss last week, not quite sure what their mindset's going to be. However, it's always a, uh interesting matchup when these two teams square off. Uh, Penn State at Michigan State. Penn State's uh, seven and four. Michigan State's nine and two. I think that uh, you know, Penn State's offense. I, I think it's it's abysmal. I don't know how they won the games earlier in the year. They were ranked in the top five, which I had no idea how that happened. But Franklin got an extension, a ten year extension, which has a lot of people shaking their heads right now. What's Penn State thinking doing something like that? However, if you look at his record. Um, over the last 10 years, it, it may warrant it, but I, I just, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't agree with it. That's just my opinion. However, those two teams are playing. You have a, a good game, in my opinion, Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. They'll be playing tonight at 7.30. Now, Oklahoma's 10-1, and one, and so is Oklahoma State. I think this may be one of the best games that we watch all day long. Oklahoma State's favorite in this one by, I think, four, four and a half. But I think that um, Oklahoma may come out there and um, be a little bit offensive-minded. I, I do look for Oklahoma State to win this game, however, but it's going to be, I think, a, a very close game. So um, well, those are the matchups. You have Notre Dame playing Stanford. Stanford's not that good this year. Notre Dame is, is 10 and 1, but unfortunately for them, their one loss is to Cincinnati, and there's no way that they can catapult Cincinnati if Cincinnati wins all their games. Uh, again, what are those things? Do you want the top four deserving teams or the top four best teams? That is the dilemma that you know, I think we have right now this year. We'd love to hear your comments, 877-448-7901, or you can go to jimmybsports.com and shoot me an email. Let me know what you think. There's a lot to talk about. We haven't been able to get to the Lightning. Um, I will say that congratulations to the Rays in signing Wander Franco. Uh, it looks as though that they're going to finalize a deal with him. 10 years, 200 plus million, it looks like. Totally out of context for the Rays to do something like that. However, um, maybe with their plans, the new stadium and whatnot, they want to have the uh, face of the franchise, and most definitely he will be. Um, so congratulations to both uh, Franco and the Rays on that one. Uh, talk more about the Lightning next week. And, of course, college basketball is, is uh, playing. They have tournaments all across the country this week. It's fun to watch if you're a college basketball fan. I will say this. Watch out for South Florida's women's basketball team. They, uh, they're going to turn some heads this year. They start off ranked 22nd or 23rd in the, in the country. Um, they, they beat Oregon. They... We're in the game till the end with number two or number three, UConn. Then they just uh, knocked off Stanford as well. Um, they're going to be in the top 
Uh, they'll be in the top 10, most likely here very shortly. And I think that Coach um, Hernandez out there has the team going in the right direction. So we'll talk more basketball next week. Again, shoot me an email. Let me know uh, your comments and anything that we spoke about. Hope everyone's having a safe long weekend uh the weather's cooperating it seems it's very nice to you know go out there enjoy some outdoor activities as always stay safe stay vigilant above all stay positive this is jim Barron. i enjoyed being your host we'll talk to you next time in the gymnasium on power 90.1 have a great weekend